Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live. But I, I, should, I think I should say this story just because it's important. To. Okay. He asked me to come into his car and he started making out with me. I understand you're a lawyer, but you're representing a gross ass individual. It's like if you didn't do anything or you have nothing to hide. Then what? I mean... I even wanted to know, like, what the fuck is going on there? Let's get into it. Welcome back to the Let's Get Into It podcast, hosted by me, Sloan, where we talk about the dark side of the entertainment industry and confront controversy. And today we've got Alexa Nicholas with us for our part two episode. She is an actress you guys may recognize from the Zoe 101 show. I mean, it was a long time ago, girl, so they may not recognize you. But she played Nicole Bristow on that show. True. And it was iconic. It was iconic. So um, in this episode, we're going to talk a little bit about Jamie Lynn, about Dan Schneider, about Britney Spears, and all those things guys want to hear about <laughs> after we just had such a deep conversation so yes. if you guys have not seen the first episode definitely go and check it out we talk about alexa's life about her abusive relationship with a guy who's an absolute creep but today we're gonna have a little lighter conversation and talk Thank a little God. bit about zoe 101 so when did you first start on zoe 101 or when did you first audition were you like 11 or 12, I was 12. Or- 12 and then I actually you... got my period before the first episode Ew, so you're Sorry. like uncomfortable no I love that like you're already I was at, actually it was at Nickelodeon on Sunset when yeah. I got my period oh my gosh for the first time oh for the first wait was oh, it yeah. like right before the audition was your first no time? it was oh. when I booked it we had like a meet and greet at Nickelodeon on Sunset and I uh-huh. went to the bathroom and I was like I got my period yeah <laughs> and I guess this is oh, the no. beginning of my teenage years yeah so like, here, here we go Nickelodeon. here we go Nickelodeon <laughs> so in the first episode we talk a little bit about, <laughs> about Alexa and her mother and how her mother really got her involved in the industry she did a ton of commercials a bunch of projects yes how did your mom even like stumble across this opportunity so I was with a pretty big agency at the time called innovative uh-huh um which my innovative leisure, innovative, um, innovative, yeah. and I just got a normal audition per usual. It's called Zoe. I think it was 
Untitled at that time. I feel like it was Untitled Jamie Lynn Spears show. Oh, okay. And it was for Nicole Bristow. Um, and the description was like boy crazy, cute, ditzy. Um, yeah, all those descriptions. Every time I that hear I that love. name, it throws me off because I'm like, my hometown is Bristow. Are you serious? Yeah, like Bristow, Virginia. Yeah. That's so every time I hear I'm like, Bristow. You're like, you're like Bristow, Bristow. <laughs> where I'm from. <laughs> so you had like an initial meeting, right? Like how did the audition process go? So I went for an audition, went to producers, saw Dan Schneider. Um, ew. I saw him that yeah. and then I moved on to testing I think after that and I tested alongside Jamie Lynn Spears so met Jamie did you meet other shy. Nicole Bristow alter, like options Aaron Aaron Sanders was auditioning for Nicole Bristow was she someone else also in the show right yeah she, she plays Quinn yeah with the glasses yeah and, and then he wrote Quinn for her because he wanted to put her in the show but she didn't fit as I guess as Nicole Bristow yeah. and so he wrote her in as Quinn but originally it was just Nicole Bristow. Yeah. Um, and obviously Logan and Was Chase. it a long like audition process? Like do you remember it was like months between No, like I think it was like a month. I think it was in one month and then maybe the testing was the next month. It was mm -hmm. like audition, callback, and then testing. Is testing when you're actually on set reading like lines? No, so you're not on set, you're at Nickelodeon on Sunset, you're meeting with the execs. So you're meeting with all the producers and also the network. Was that scary to meet these people? Or were you kind of like I used was to so it? used to it at this yeah. point. But it was still nerve-wracking. I really wanted the role at the time. Um, I just felt like I was Nicole yeah. at that point in my life. And I was like, this is easy for me. Yeah. You know, like this, I should have this role. But I remember, I think it was like 5,000 thousands of girls auditioned for Nicole Bristow. Yeah. I remember hearing that and being like, how the fuck did I get this? You know, afterwards, I was like, wow, that's amazing. Uh -huh. um, but I remember going into it feeling confident, yeah. Um, but also nervous, of course. And then meeting Jamie, I was hoping that we were going to get along because I knew that was going to be my co-star who I was like working with day in and day out. And so once I went in there, I was trying to um, bond with her in some mm. way, but she was very shy. Really? So my first interaction with her, she was just like very. So you see it as like shy, not mean. It was just like at shy. beginning, yeah. Okay. When I my first initial was she's shy. Also, her sister's Britney Spears. I get it. Yeah. Like who you know, everyone's probably talking to you in a specific way because of your sister and yada yada yada. So I knew that there was going to be some kind of closed offness, and so that's what I first thought mm -hmm. that was <laughs> at the time. So then, like, what was it like to be on set? Was it like, I guess there were like, because the show itself was filmed at a university, right? At, at um, so Peppermine. So you always there? Always there. So that's where the entire show was filmed? The entire show. So like, when you're like on set, it's not like, because a lot of like sets are made up out in the studio. So you were just outside at this university filming the show. Correct. And, we, and in the dorm rooms as well. And all the students are around, were those just No, actors? we were filming actually during summertime. Oh. So no students were there. So those were all actors, like, playing Correct. students. That's a lot of extras. A lot of extras. Do you think they got paid anything? Like I hope so. I like hope they got bit. paid more than me, to be honest. Girl. Oh, my gosh. Seriously, they were working a lot harder than most of us. Yeah. They were, like, on set 24-7, walking back and forth, walking like, across the campus. Uh -huh. Like, they were doing a lot more than us, I think, at certain points. So when you're auditioning for it, you're meeting with a bunch of these executives and these people who are involved in the show. Like, who were you actually working on set with, though? Like, there's a producer, a director. Yes. Yeah, so there would be the director. There would always be Dan. Um, and is be, Dan be, the producer? I think he was. Yeah. Yeah. He was like the main guy. He's though, Schneider's right? Bakery. Yeah. 
Weird. Is that still a thing? Is <laughs> yes, that still a thing? Is the bakery still open? No, I think they closed up. They got like E. coli or something. I'm just kidding. E. coli. I wouldn't be surprised. Is E. coli meat though? I don't even know. Like, oh, that, it might be. I don't know. I can get E. coli in dessert. I'm not positive. Oh, well, that makes sense know. then. Yeah. <laughs> so you're with him a lot of the time. Yeah. And then you obviously like you're a minor, so you have someone who's an adult who accompanies you. Correct. Was that always your mom, or do you have like someone? Always my out? mom. And but then in season two, it ended up being a lot of the time. Between Victoria Justice's mom. Okay, so she kind of like co-did both of them. Correct. Like both of you, like give your mom a little bit. Correct. Like, my mom okay. would be there all the time. And so, you know, she volunteered to drive me there and then to watch over me on some days. Mm-hmm. So working with Dan right. Schneider, he definitely has a reputation on the internet. Yes. People have made videos. My most viewed video on my YouTube channel is about him. Um, it's got like three point something million views. Yeah. What? I know. It's like my, it's like before I even like took YouTube seriously, like I made that video. But. Wow. He's a creep, right? Creeped me out. Creeped you out? <laughs> what do you think was, like, kind of creepy about him? I mean, honestly, even, like, not trying to, like, shame, but, like, even looking at him, I feel like you can see he's creepy. But, like, <laughs> how about, like, demeanor personality-wise? He was very strange in the sense where he had kind of two personalities, or maybe three. But he had de- <laughs> two definite personalities where he was either very, like, funny and mm-hmm. goofy um, and then his other side was very serious and stubborn and pissed off, Yeah, you know? And so you did, I didn't know personally which Dan we were getting that day. So, yeah. and for me personally, he had like a very weird way with me mm-hmm. um, where it just felt that he liked to give me the cold shoulder a lot. Mm-hmm. And there, I don't know what that was about. Make you feel like you're easy, easily replaceable. Totally. Like, just not like worthless. Totally. So there was one totally. point where he like yelled at you, right? Oh, yeah. And can you just describe like what happened in that moment? Like he pulled you off to the side. Well, no, we were actually at again Nickelodeon Sunset. Okay. Um, it was Why after guys the there? Britney Spears situation. Okay, which we'll talk about in a minute. Yeah. So that happened, and I, I love Britney. So I'm just gonna for his part, like <laughs> there's nothing, <laughs> no, <laughs> nothing no. new to say there. Um, but so, anyways, so. After that whole horrible scenario happened, they set up a meeting at Nickelodeon Sunset. Um, my mom was wanting to pull me from the show. Um, because wanted, of that incident, yeah. Yes, and because it was hell for me for both of those seasons. Yeah. And my mom was fed up. Like, no one was taking us seriously. Like, mm-hmm. no one was really doing anything to mediate, which is funny about Chris Massey. It's like, what the fuck oh my, are you he's talking about? Did you, who and TMZ is literally number one on his contact list. Yeah, it's yeah. so obvious. On like, there's like five different TMZ videos <laughs> of Chris Massey outside of people's homes and stuff. It's like what? Trying why? to mediate some totally, shit. Like, yeah, right. Totally, a little like, too late. And your brother. Um. Okay. Anyways, the, they're both bad. They're both shady. I, I got videos about both of them. I have a weird Creepies. story about Chris Massey actually. Anyways, what's weird on. about Chris Massey though? Okay. So okay, we'll fast forward then a lot. So when I was like 15. I would have these gatherings, like high school parties, kind yeah. of, and they were popping. They oh my were gosh, like, I'm sure they were. I it was the I first was there, time girl. I was actually popular, <laughs> yeah. to be honest. And people, like 300 kids, would like come over, um, and we would hang out, smoke hookah. You know, not the things you're supposed to be doing at that age. Whatever. Oh my gosh, I totally um, was obsessed with hookah in like high school. <laughs> totally, everyone I was, was totally doing that. And I had a hookah, yeah. so yeah. people would come over. And I remember one day Aaron Sanders tried to come into my party, and I. I was a little bit. Do you not get along with her? No. No, no, no. Because no one would do anything. It wasn't even like everyone was. There were people that were bullying me, and then there were individuals that were watching it happen and not doing anything about yeah. it. And then some people would actually just stop 
saying hello to me to be on Jamie's side. And that's her. Uh-huh. Mm. And Aaron was one of those. And she was very interesting, different kind of person. Yeah. And so she tried to come to my party. And I remember that I had a bodyguard at my parties. Because uh-huh. people, hot. weird people were... <laughs> I love that. I want a bodyguard. <laughs> it was fun, actually, because well, because weird people would try to come in because they would find out about my party and then like mm-hmm. random people would try to come in. So I got a bodyguard and I remember the bodyguard coming to me and saying, there's a girl named Erin Sanders trying to come into your party. I was like, who? <laughs> okay. But I was like, what? So I yeah. went outside and it was Erin and her mom. I think it was my Halloween party and they were dressed up and I was like, Erin, do you know what I experienced for two fucking years on that show that you witnessed and didn't do anything about? Like, uh-huh. do you remember that? And she was silent. And her mom was like, Aaron didn't meet. I was like, you're not in, You're not invited here. Yeah. Like, you guys didn't even let me go to reunion parties. Like, even after the show, like, they would get together sometimes, not to the re- actual reunion, but after season, no one would invite me anywhere. Mm-hmm. Not even to the rap parties, et cetera. So I was like, oh my gosh. you're not invited here. Yeah. Like, bitch. let me be I'm in like, peace over here. Trying finally. to act brand new at my Halloween, which y'all dressed up to. <laughs> yeah, I'll be like, totally. no. I'll be like, get your costume off and go. <laughs> <laughs> it was so fucked up. I was like, oh my gosh. you should know that I don't want you here, you know? Yeah. And so she left. But Chris Massey and I were still kind of friends. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember he was trying to hook up with all the girls there. Mm. Um, which is fine. You yeah. Know. I mean, that's 15. Like, that's what, that's what everyone's doing. Yeah, you know, whatever. But I remember he wanted me to come into his, he had like an old Mercedes or something. And I remember he asked me to come into his car and he started making out with me. Ooh. And I was like, what the fuck? You know, oh and I gosh. was like, what, 15? Maybe he was 18 at that point. Because he's older. Yeah. yeah. And I just remember being super uncomfortable and I was like, I need to get out of here. Yeah. I need to get out of the car. Like, yeah, I, I'm trying I to go to my party and yeah. have fun. Yeah. And you're like, what Where's is the going bodyguard? on here? Where's the bodyguard? <laughs> I was like, this is not what I'm trying to do here. I thought we were friends. And so I remember just being like so weirded out by that because that was never the vibe that I got from him. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, I guess I'm like in my Halloween costume, yeah, whatever. Like and he's, yeah. Do you know what you're wearing? Like, I was you know a nurse. You were a nurse? Oh my There's God. There's a photo. You can probably find it on Google. There's a photo of me and Chris Massey at my Halloween party. Uh-huh. I'm like in a nurse, like with fishnets. You know, yeah. those should be illegal for minors. <laughs> um, but I was in that. And so that happened. I remember just being like, that is so weird. And then Kyle Massey also tried to hook up with me. I visited. Oh gosh, both brothers. <laughs> this is horrible now. <laughs> I can't do anything. But I went to the That's a Raven shooting and. It was in his green room area or whatever, and he was like, "You have a good bubble butt." Ooh, I remember. <laughs> yeah, like, like, oh sure. I was like, like, what? And I remember him like trying to hook up with me and me being like, "Kyle, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not interested right now. Like, yeah, I have a boyfriend or whatever." Yeah. But both of the brothers, both Weird. the brothers, and then whenever I think after that, like none of them really hit me up. They anymore. seem like the type that would hook up with the same girl at the same time. <laughs> like, Stop. Ew, it's so gross. Okay, wait, hold on. Let's, let's just erase that from our memory, our minds. Oh, erase that thought. Oh my God. They totally image. would, though. They probably have. If you have been one of the. <laughs> yeah, if you of know the women of who the... slept with both of them at the same time, like, ew. Ew, do like, not come not. forward. Please. Just save yourself. <laughs> They're going to make this a nightmare. Way worse for you. Oh my God, way worse. But so, way wait, worse. you and Brittany got oh. in this fight, which we'll talk about in a minute. And then you were at Sunset, and then Dan yells at you. Yeah, told me that, like, you know, it's not called Nicole 101. Was it just you? Or was your mom there too? They wouldn't let my mom in the room. 
weird. Like, did your mom want to come or she kind of Yes, okay. and then the lawyer was in cahoots with Nickelodeon mm. and gave my mom a phone call saying, it's fine. Like, they're just going to, like, have, like, a very chill, you know, relaxed conversation. And then it ended up being not chill, not relaxed. And I ended up Were being, like, Were you sitting in, bombarded. like, a room or, like, So a- I was in, it's like a conference table. So mm-hmm. you got, like, huge conference table, all these seats, all these seats on the other side. Very Hollywood. Very Hollywood. I'm in the middle one. And then there's, like, five execs in front of me. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. So I'm like 13 years old. Oh, my God. Just across from all these adults. I remember Dan Schneider sitting there. Moping in. (laughs) (laughs) I cannot. I cannot either. He like waddled in and then (laughs) he sat on two seats and then he... (laughs) So there was, there was five execs, but then seven seats were taken because Dan was a... Dan, I'm just kidding. We actually don't fat shame because Dan's skinny Not at now. all. No, Dan is skinny but now, Dan, but Dan's yes, just he a creep. Is. But also Dan's just creep. He's a, he's a specific type of so, person. So he... Did it he doesn't feel, count with Dan. So he felt super comfortable yelling at you in front of these other people too. Oh, yeah. Like just saying like, this isn't your thing. You need to like totally. pretty much be submissive and like... Oh, yeah. He's like, this is not Nicole one-on-one. You know, you have to like play your role. Um... And I, he was just like yelling, and then the other execs were just sitting there as if it was no big deal. Yeah. Um, and I just remember being shocked because I was like, I went from one yelling situation with Brittany, mm-hmm. um, and then I got into another one. And Brittany yeah. was so scary for me just because of how much I loved her. Yeah. And so when you idolize somebody or you look up to somebody, um, and they don't like you or they're looking down on you. It's a horrible feeling. Well, after those two experiences, I would feel like the world's just against me because oh, you're not even like doing anything wrong. You're Nothing. just like hypernormalized. Yeah. Yeah. Hypernormalized. It was no big deal. And after the two years that I experienced with Jamie, it was just horrible. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, it took me a lot. When people would even want to be friends with me after that, I was always suspicious because of, I'd never thought thought anyone liked me like that's yeah. how bad it was on zoe 101 that i really was like no one likes me no one wants to be my friend you know anything i say no one really cares and so coming out of that was it was like trauma i mean yeah. it was actual that's why I, I was shocked when i made that video on youtube and it got that many views mm-hmm. like that stream or something right not at the stream but i was just crying oh and saying like just give me some peace during this time it's like trauma yeah I didn't think anyone's even gonna watch that, and I was shocked that that many people. Girl, people pay attention to you though, like look, even the videos we've done, like you already know. I'm like, yeah, I was shocked. I was like, you want to what? That's crazy to me. That always surprises me. You yeah. Know? So, yeah. So Dan Schneider. So Dan Schneider is obviously into like feet and things like that. There wasn't as much 
feet stuff on Zoe 101, but like no, but there was some. There was like Quinn's episode with the feet. But you could still like acknowledge that he's like got like you've seen that stuff. Oh, like definitely. he's got some feet things. No, but, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> it's so even. bad. And it's children though. Oh, children's feet, little feet. It's little feet. Yeah. And it's also like the Ariana Grande thing really pissed me off. That was like, I, like mom, where was her just, mother? Like where was her mother during that bedroom where was scene where anybody, she's sucking on her big toe? Where is anybody? Right? Anyone, any adult that's like, can we stop this? Oh, and I heard like so many of the people apparently, I spoke recently to some journalist who was trying to do, everyone's afraid of doing a, uh, a story. Why are they so Dan afraid Schneider. of him? I have no idea. But everyone's afraid of every male in Hollywood. Yeah. I, I, people be like, we're going to do this story. And then like, oh, sorry, we can't do this story. And it's like, okay, well, then why are you calling me? Because yeah. it's a waste of my Reopening time. Reopening this whole thing. Yes. I mean, like, and then like you're not going to, exactly. They're not even going to like, Not yeah. even do it. And so I remember them saying that they interviewed a few of the writers on the set of Zone One mm. and a couple of Dan Schneider's shows. And they were like, yeah, we were aware of certain things, but it was hyper-normalized. Yeah. Like, it wasn't something that we thought it was professional in a professional setting so that it wasn't bad. And it's like, just because it's in a professional setting doesn't mean something isn't right. Yeah. Like, professional doesn't mean shit. You know, people think that word means something. It's like, it doesn't really mean anything. Yeah. It's like, professional at what professionally creating like child porn. yeah exactly. like, like oh, oh professional yeah it's got great a crew and lighting and everything, yeah so. and money a lot of money behind it nickelodeon oh, speaking of that girl i need to talk about the cum shot do you know what i'm talking about uh, the scene where you and <laughs> you and jamie lynn are like in the store yeah, or something the and squirt. then you squirt like this jelly on her face and like it goes like very particular on her face so can you tell me about like that scene in particular because i remember you just like sharing that dan was very like very specific, specific about how he wanted everything to look like. Hey, yeah, thing you too. Yeah, of course. Well, I need a breath of fresh air. No, I'm of just course. <laughs> so basically, I had to pretend I was like squirting this. What was it? Do you remember? It was like, like goop. It's just called it was, like, goop. goop. Yeah, yeah, it was like sliming goop. It was like slime. Yeah. Um, and so for the close-up shot of Jamie, though, they needed a prop person to do it with a syringe. Oh, because so it would squirt a certain way. So it way. squirt a certain so way. So when you s filmed your like, it would never go anywhere. It would just go. Bleh. So it was when so you filmed heavy. your squirting scene, that was just like one time for you, right? It was Correct. Just, like, one thing, and then for her, so it was like multiple. Yeah, they tried. I think they tried three times, and then they finally got it perfectly in the way that they wanted it. And Very I nice. remember that Chris Massey and Sean were supposed to be behind pretending they were looking at hustlers, which I thought was bizarre. I remember Dan and them joking about the fact that they were like looking at dirty magazines in that shot. So you guys are minors. <laughs> um, why is that joke happening? But I will never forget that when the the one that they ended up using, I remember Sean and Chris like laughing hysterically because guess what? What it reminded them of is exactly yeah, what it looks like. what it looks like. Yep. And I didn't get it. Yeah. I didn't know what that was yet. And so I remember like, listening to Chris and, and uh, Sean, and they were like... So you realized shortly after, though, after the scene. like it they wasn't were like all laughing. Later. Even yeah. the prop person, everyone thought it was hilarious. How did Jay Do you know how Jamie Lynn fell in that moment? Or was she just kind of like... I thought you can tell she looks uncomfortable. You see really? that shot. Yeah, she does look uncomfortable in it. I felt bad for her in that shot, just because yeah. like no one should be... It's like dehumanizing, you know? Yeah. It's like, that's a child. And then everybody on set's laughing about it. Yeah, and then you're like the joke almost. You're the joke like, yeah. of, of fake... Come on your face and you're a minor. <laughs> oh, it's so bad. It's so and and it, that's why I say like it's unforgivable regardless of anything with Dan, whatever he wants to say. Because if you're an adult, if I was him, 
I would have never have allowed that to happen. Yeah. Are you scared of Dan at all? No. No, not at all. <laughs> no. I don't know. I don't understand like what power. After he hearing has. him call me or his lawyer, have yeah, to call we'll talk me? about okay, him yeah. a second girl. But he walked <laughs> away from Nickelodeon with seven million dollars. It's like I don't understand like how a severance, he severance basically. Yeah, like how does he have so much power? I think a lot of white men have a lot of power. Yeah. Um, I think anyone non-white would tell you they know that. Seems like he provokes <laughs> some type of fear too. Yeah, people. and it's. I mean, it's it's tradition, right? I mean. I feel like power comes through finances, comes through jobs, et cetera. Mm -hmm. And then if you put white person on top of that, um, you're in a situation where people just naturally turn a blind eye to what they do, mm -hmm. um, try not to interfere with what they do, and also kind of com be complicit with what they do. Yeah. It's, it's very common. For some reason, like, the New York Post did, like, an article about him, like, I think last year, and yeah. they, like, about, you know, him losing weight, him coming back, and he's now pitching well, new shows. I'm gonna call shows. out New York Times for that, because then people called me from fucking New York Times, and were like, we're ashamed about this article, and we're trying to, like, actually fix this, and we want to do an interview, and then they weren't even able to. The cut wouldn't take it, and I'm calling out the cut for that because the cut wouldn't fucking take it and then this journalist had to go to some other publication which i forgot what it was that's also owned by new york times like new york times owns all these publications ah. and so they toss it around wow. and so originally it's supposed to be at the cut the cut doesn't take shit by the way really and it's really important the cut is afraid to take most things that are pretty important to talk about which yeah. is shocking and so with dan schneider they wouldn't do it and they had enough evidence. They had a pretty good story. The yeah. woman who I spoke to was super intelligent, knew exactly what she was talking about. I remember you telling me about that. Yeah. Like, I was super excited when I heard about it. Totally. And she's a Nickelodeon fan because she was our age, you know? Yeah. And so she knew everything about knew Nickelodeon. About, yep. Knew what she was talking about. And the cut was like, no, and moved her over there. Wow. And then now it still hasn't happened. Do you think that these publications are being legal, like are getting legal notices to yes. stop? Well, I think they're actually intimidated. So the litigation aspect for journalists, the journalists want to do the stories. The publications are scared, too, because they have these mm. lawyers that are hyper sensitive. sensitive. So and sensible. they're so afraid of fucking public. They want someone else to publish it before they do, so they can like piggyback off of mm -hmm. you know the other person. They're the one to blame. Yeah, totally. And it wasn't us. And it's like, wow. Well, look at what's his name, Ronan Farrow. Like, what a badass individual. Yeah. Like, totally went for it, did it, and now the world has been saved in a lot of ways because of the risk that they took. You know? Is he though? What do you mean? No, I don't know. I don't know. I just like I'm. There's. I just question everyone. Like I know that people of put course. him on this pedestal, but, but like, at least I mean, did you watch the documentary on HBO about who? About Harvey Weinstein, like no, the actual investigative work. You was that watch his work? That. Yeah, I it's know he did so, some Britney stuff. That's all I know about him. You should watch the documentary because he's the one who exposed Harvey Weinstein, and it shows um, like his whole what he had to do to get there. Yeah, really incredible documentary. Ooh, I should watch Definitely that. check it out and then text me after because yeah. it's incredible. <laughs> but if you're afraid of these people, yeah, we're not going to change. Mm -hmm. We're not getting anywhere. And journalism should be used to change the public opinion yeah. <laughs> like in the sense of giving them at least the proper information to make the right decision about whatever they're deciding on you yeah. know what i mean and i feel like right now it's still in this place where there's so much fear mm -hmm. there's still a lot of fear and for some reason around dan schneider there's still that fear 
So let's talk about the time where his lawyers contacted you. I yeah. believe you were in Palm Springs at I this was. point. Do you know what year I was this drinking was, wine. Or? Yeah. By myself, just, just on the couch, I think you're relaxing. Wine. <laughs> <laughs> As a mom, especially now, like at nighttime, like Were you a mom when it happened? Like what year did this no, happen? No, so this happened so this happened in two thousand and eighteen, I'm pretty positive. Mm-hmm. Okay. Why were you in Palm Springs? I got away from there? LA. I okay. got a house there. It's hot there. It's so hot. It's there. Too I had a pool. Hot. I had a really nice. Oh, it's really nice. For twenty two hundred dollars a month, I'll wow. say exactly. It was super. Yeah. It was. I mean, it's not affordable for a lot of people, but it, for me at that time, it yeah, was. Yeah, no, that's pretty good. And it was a little Spanish home. Had a pool, and I just went there to write and finish up Metanoia. Okay. Um. And so I remember sitting on the couch. I was having a glass of wine on my laptop, and my boyfriend at the time who's a scammer um <laughs> sorry i have to put that in no, there because i refuse to say just my boyfriend yeah. but um he texted me and you know like you can have iMessages messages on yeah, your laptop yeah. and so i saw him say someone just called me and it's a lawyer looking for you and i thought it was about something else at the time and i was like what do you mean there's a lawyer looking for me he's like i don't know and i'm like how do you get your number out of all people like how do you know i'm dating you you know what yeah, i mean to get to you yeah like is it my number easier to find than his number so i was like okay and i go well what's the number and so he sent it to me and i remember calling and the guy answered and i said hi um you just called my boyfriend looking like, how for can me I help you? how can i help you yeah and he goes Oh yes. Um, my name I forgot his name, but I still have his number and I have the text message. I actually oh. I'll give it to you. You can put it up here. Oh, okay. Because I just want people to know this actually did yeah. happen. So <laughs> he goes, Yeah, um, I'm so and so for I'm I represent Schneider's bakery. So he didn't say Dan Schneider at first, he just said the Schneider's company. Bakery. Yeah. And I said, Oh God. I remember just saying that out loud, just being like, Oh God. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh my god. Like, like oh, what? haunting. <laughs> <laughs> like what the fuck? Like, you represent that? Um, what do you want I, from yeah, me? What do you want from me? And he goes, um, I just want to ask you a few questions. I was like, okay. Um, and he goes, Have you been talking to somebody who wants to make a documentary on Dan Schneider? And I said, That's none of your business, basically. Were you though? And ma- I was. Was there someone? Okay. And there was. that documentary never happened, right? It never happened. Okay. And because everyone keeps blocking, whatever yeah, this is, it. is crazy. And so I said, yeah, you know, maybe, but like, it's none of your business. And he goes, what have you said? And I said, none of your business. Yeah. Um, And he goes, eventually, after like a few questions about the documentary, he goes, would you be comfortable with, I don't even said comfortable. I said, would you like to come into the room with Dan and I and we can talk about this? Like, hell no. What? No. Yeah. no, 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 no. He's like, well, there would be a nice agreement. I remember him saying, "Oh, I set a little payment." Totally. Oh. And I was like, "I, hey, I understand you're a lawyer, bro." I was like, "This is me on one in Palm Springs. I'm like in my twenties." I was like, "I understand you're a lawyer, but you're representing a gross ass individual." And to be honest with you, I would never take any money from somebody who's trying to silence me. And like, that's just not money I'm willing to ever take in my life. So you picked the wrong person on this and i was like as a lawyer i would really reassess like what you're doing you know who you're representing oh and he was silent he was like "Mm." like he didn't even know what to say i was like that's pretty gross that you're representing this and calling around people to silence them like that's but after that phone call i then realized there is something weird going on yeah did you ever hear from them again no and like you obviously didn't comply so you're just kind of like okay bye totally it was over and I never heard from them again. 
But after that phone call, it really, it's like if you didn't do anything or you have nothing to hide. Then what, I mean. And it's like, what what's going on there? Mm-hmm. I even wanted to know like, what the fuck is going on there? Yeah. Because, I mean, I saw some weird I shit. I want to know too, girl. I get like, I've actually had like employees message me anonymously. Really? with Showing me their working badge and everything that they've worked with them. And I've had someone say like, I've got something I really need to tell you, blah, blah, blah. And then they never applied. And it's like weird. I've gotten like a few See, of those where like people like. me out. I know. Like where they like, <laughs> I don't know. It just scares me. I mean, I don't know why he hasn't come after me yet. Like not that I think I've said I'm anything wrong. Come after, sorry. I, I'm surprised he didn't come after me. I Maybe he will. No, I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I really hope not. Because I'm not even saying, as I don't know. Well, it's all you like, know? You know, it's we're just, not saying anything that's not what we've already, we like, know, we know. you know what I mean? Yeah, it's we're like, not making things up. No, like, it's like, there's children feet. And I'll think <laughs> yeah. tweet that, like, asking for kids around the nation to send him photos of it. Oh my gosh, with drawing on it? It's like, ugh, What's that about? Baiting for it. Like, it's disturbing. So, how was it working with Jamie Lynn? I know you said she was shy. Was she always kind of like that? Yeah. Yeah, always kind of like timid, not very friendly, right? No. No. no, and she just got more and more unfriendly. Yeah. So, or me, she became mean. Like, Alexa and I like mean. first started talking because of her book, because she came That's out with a book right. called Things I Should Have Said, which was a major flop. She tried to sell it off as like, it was a number one, blah, blah, blah. And it definitely was that not. That book pissed me off. Oh, it pissed me off. I, I burned it pissed that everybody. Shit. <laughs> yeah, that was unbelievable. That was unbelievable. I actually got backlash for burning it, which is so Why? stupid. Because this guy People named, get back- backlash for everything. This guy named Jordan Miller from Breathe Heavy, he's a complete asshole and he like bullies me and he's such a dick and he's just like constantly like he has a big heavy. website. What does that mean? Yeah. It's a, it's he's just had this like Britney website forever and he's a complete asshole. I've been uh, this morning I was calling him out on my Instagram because he's just like constantly writing like long threads about me and things like that. Well, obviously he might Whatever, like, like like me. No, I would hope not. His little ass. <laughs> Next time I see his short ass, I will literally grab him. I don't care. Like I'm, I'm from DC. We fight in DC. I don't know about the West Coast. Everyone's so soft over here. No, fuck that. You talking shit about me on the internet? I will. We not, are soft over here. I will not only call you on the internet, call you out on the internet. But I will see you in person and I will square up. You think I work out for no reason? Like I gotta defend myself out here. I love this. <laughs> I hope Breathe Heavy is heavily breathing at this point. I hope he's, yeah, I hope he's panting. <laughs> Change it to panting. So let's talk about the, I know. He's panting like a dog because that's what he is. A little French oh bulldog. God. He's like five foot tall. It's, is again, he really? Muscly, like, who yeah. is he? I don't even know who he is. He's no one. No one relevant. That's why I don't even want, like, people are like, expose <laughs> him on your channel. I'm like, that would be charity work. Like, that, please. That would be charity work. work. I know, maybe I should do that. I could write that off. No, I'm yeah, yeah, true. Um, <laughs> <laughs> How was bullying on set, though? Horrible. And did Jamie Lynn participate in it? Yes, but she did, was the main person. But did your friend, like Sean, like participate in it? Like, no. I mean, obviously it's Rio, right? This is yeah, name. Rio. Rio did not participate. He was a very nice kid. Yeah. Um, he didn't even know what the fuck was going on. Um, a lot of people were bystanders, which is why it pissed me off with Chris. I was like. You saw all of this. Your mom and my mom was also very close friends with his mom because they were both Christian. Mm-hmm. And Chris Massey's mom was a like big Christian. Yeah. And so, and she was so like honestly, Chris Massey's mom was so warm, so friendly. Like would call you baby and mm-hmm. like hug you and make you feel really warm and nice. And so when he was saying that he, didn't, I was like, there were so many times I was crying to Chris Massey's mom and she would hug me. And he would be right there. So for him to lie and say he had no idea of any bullying going yeah, on. And you're like, really, dude? Like, I was straight up crying. I mean, it was like the talk of the set. It wasn't yeah. like something that was hush, hush. 
it was like everyone knew the hairdressers knew the makeup people and everyone knew what was going on so when i heard that i was like dude come and on. so the bullying kind of shaped you into becoming the villain on set in a way right i mean well jamie really made that in her book but like that wasn't really she really did that in that book yes. though, right like what the fuck what the fuck was that it what was the like fuck was that? that was a real um delusional like yeah, yeah it was like now you're the person who's the bad guy and i'm the victim it's like that wasn't at all Everyone knew that Jamie didn't like me. Yeah. Um, everyone knew I was trying to be friendly towards her. That's why when she mentioned that stuff in the book where I was saying rumors about... Like, li that was never Nicole mentioned. Nicole 101. Yeah, stupid. and also, like, so stupid. And also, like, the lice thing. No one ever mentioned that to me once on set. Yeah. That never... I would never even heard of that. You're like, that never... Did not never. exist. Did not exist whatsoever. So I'm like, where the hell did you get that from? Really? I have no idea. It was mostly just... Jamie being uncomfortable, then being mean to me, and then kind of outcasting me. That was kind of like the process of it. It was like shy, not really wanting to talk to me, and then being actively rude, mm -hmm. and then just like outcasting me. Yeah. With Victoria. Which I mean, that was really, I mean, I know people like, <sighs> love, I know like I know. the generation after Zona One is like victorious and. Loves you know, her, but loves her, but like Victoria Justice was one of the worst individuals I have ever come into contact. I'm sure I mean, I'm, she was. She was worse than Jamie. Oh my god! I mean, really, my big actual experience with her because she was supposed to be my friend, and at least Jamie wasn't like ever yeah. trying to be my friend. But she so. like was a horrible friend, right? Like, friend, exactly. At least and Jamie Lynn was like straight up from the beginning. I'm like, I'm, I'm not, not gonna be a friend. Exactly, like, and you're like, okay, <laughs> you know, like you know, Victoria's like kind of like or Victoria. Just, yeah, Victoria's. Like, yeah. <laughs> Victoria's just she'll always be that though like she sorry will. she, will, she be. will be that and honestly it's sad because you even see that video with her with Ariana Grande and you're like wow you're still like you're you're so insecure in a way that's you don't need to be yeah. you know she's a beautiful girl she's a very smart person she, can she doesn't sing a need bit. yeah she can sing a little bit she can do whatever she <laughs> wants to bit. do honestly like she could if she wanted to yeah and she was she, I always saw just like this person inside who was very insecure yeah so these rumors kind of Sorry. led up to, <laughs> don't have to apologize, okay, yeah, that's, that's your experience. Yeah, that's my experience. <laughs> so then these rumors kind of led up to a point where Jamie Lynn went to her sister Brittany and said like, Alexa is a bully, like I guess so. go fucking confront yeah. her. So let's walk through that moment because you were, I think you were going to set or something, you were along I was the in way my trailer. somewhere, right? You were in your trailer and then someone Ian, came to you. Someone, everyone was asking me if it was Ian... Um, people sent me his, his Instagram and it was that guy. Oh, it was. It was the Ian that everyone's thinking Everyone, about. It's the Ian oh, that everyone's that. thinking of. So if you guys want to go hit him up, I'm kidding. Instead of harassing me, but, but I never he wasn't heard, go there. hit up Ian. <laughs> but he was just like the person who transported you, not like he wasn't there in so that he trailer, was the, right? He was the AD um, and he was best friends with Lynn Spears. Mm. That was his best friend. And he was hired by the Spears. Yeah. Um, and so he came to the trailer and he said, I'm going to take Alexa to makeup typical day yeah normal so my mom would be like okay bye alexa i go down the stairs take me makeup while we were on our way to makeup he goes oh jamie and i think he even said Brittany want to talk to you and i thought oh thank god in a little like i was nervous but i was like oh you must feel like it could be like a resolution type totally of yeah. i was like oh my god we're gonna sit down maybe and then she's gonna hear me out and then yeah, and you're gonna... like Brittany's awesome like she's right. gonna beat this like, and she's older yeah and she's like wants to hear it out yeah so when i went in there i remember opening the door and jamie just runs to the back of the trailer like just sprinted 
And Britney was in like a little bralette kind of sexy her, mama. Sexy mama. <laughs> and her belly was out. She was pregnant. Oh, she was pregnant. Okay, yeah. She was super pregnant. And she just came storming at me. I mean, just, just yelling. Cussing at just you. cussing me out. Did she call you like a bitch? Like blah, blah, blah. No, like... she didn't call me a bitch, but she was like, you know, you're not going to work again, you know? Wow. And I don't take this kind of stuff about my little sister lightly, things like that. And it was very abrasive. Um, and I just remember bawling, crying, shaking. You're like 12, 13 at this yeah. point? 12? 13. I think 13. I just turned 13. Uh-huh. And I remember just being like, that's Britney Spears. And she hates me, you know? How do you even go and like work after that? I couldn't. I couldn't. And they yeah. made me. Yeah. They made me work after that. And I remember just trying to get to the door and, you know, and the door was like locked. And, you know, I ran out and I puked. Wow. And I kept puking in That's my trailer. That's a lot for a 13 year old to go through. A lot. It was, and it was like, I think it was like five minutes, like three to five minutes. Oh, of the yelling. whole interaction. The whole of like, interaction. So were you kind of trying to be apologetic in that moment? Like I was blacked out. Like I was like, like you almost silent. even know what to I do. I couldn't yeah. even, I was frozen in time. Yeah. And I remember just listening and not knowing what to say. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just remembering I need to Did you see like anger in her face too? Oh, Brittany was very angry Mad. for her sister. Yeah, because well, that's she... why it's so manipulative and fucked up. It's like, you got someone who's hormonal, pregnant. Mm-hmm. You got someone who's been through hell in the industry, fucked. And then you got- A sister who's gassing totally. her up to make you seem like you're some bully. Totally. So then she's like- just got probably this pent up whatever right. just and get just out to on you. Right, and just unleash it. Yeah, and it's like the whole situation, and obviously at the moment I didn't know that, but now looking back, you're able to go, okay, here's a person who's going through X, Y, and Z, and I've been pregnant. I know what it feels like. But there's no excuse for what we're going to do there. There's no. no excuse. And that's why I think it's so important that she did apologize she to you. She did. Yeah, like so. And that was the best I wonder what led to that because I don't want to say it was our interview because I don't know if she saw that, but it could have been. I hope so. Well, because Alexa came onto my channel and she discussed the situation, which she's discussed before. Yes. But it's like, it was very like, I guess a lot of people paid attention this time. You know, a lot of people listened. And shortly after, like within a few weeks. I was surprised she mentioned me in her Instagram post. Yeah. Well, did she mention you before she apologized to you? Yes. Do you have your phone on you right now? Mm-hmm. I'm like I've already seen it but I kind of want to like bring it up again I mean not that we have to read it but like well it's here oh my gosh this is such a caller daddy moment like do we have the yeah, phone can someone like, grab the phone like, wait <laughs> <laughs> do you have your phone James like I know I just like want to pull it up because like honestly it's so iconic and I just like well, I think a lot of people didn't believe it at first though that's why I mean I don't even go on Instagram anymore so but also I don't think you ever need to share it like I'm well that's one okay so one of the reasons why I never shared it was I was so happy that she sent that to me privately and that it wasn't for her to show it to others and yeah. it wasn't for me to show it to others. Like it was actually a personal intimate moment of I am sorry. Yeah. And then I'm receiving it privately. Um And I like that because also like anything that Britney does nowadays, it's like people are like assholes. automatically like news though. So I it's know. like it's automatic and people news. Are assholes. Like still people are in this like I see it. Like people are like, why is she naked or why? Oh, you know? I know. And it's like, I hate Don't that. you want her to be free? What do you think free fucking means, guys? Yeah. You put hashtag free Britney and then she's free and you're like, not that free. Yeah. It's like, like, it's like you're, you you don't have a say in this. A yeah. person free gets to do whatever they want to do. That's the whole point of being free. You know I get so I mean? many emails too being like, oh, Britney is not okay. Like, how can you support this behavior? Blah, blah, blah. You but the what? message. And she looks so fucking happy. And it's like, I'm happy for her. 
Yeah. Well, the message that she sent to you feels so genuine and real. I just like, I need to look at it again. Because literally, like, she, I, sw I feel like she saw the video because, like, she, like, I hope so. I hope she because did Because I hope too. she at least got to see me, like, on, you know, explain that. You replied how long? Because you said, hi, reading the, oh, you replied later. Oh, your message is so cute. And she's seen it. Yeah. But it was so nice. And, you know, an apology is so important. That's when you know somebody's actually a fucked up individual is when they don't actually apologize. And it's like a roundabout apology. Hers was like a straight up apology. So there's just one line because it's a long message, but I just want to read. Um, I was told to defend my sister. So in that moment, she yes. was told to defend her sister. Um and I did without any hesitation at all, which I think nice. is like, that's this what a sibling does for feels each other. You know real. what I mean? Yeah, it feels real. Um, she said she had a child inside of her and never once they ever defended her when she really needed it. Correct. And I think that speaks volumes because I think it does what, too. And I think that like, she defended them and they never defended and her. And she probably feels regretful over that because totally. like she like she's done so much for so many other people, including her sister. And it's like they never did that shit for me. And I over here defended you without hesitation or defended Jamie Lynn without hesitation, right. without even understanding the situation. Right. And that's how you know that that right. apology right there is so meaningful. And the way right. it's written is very Britney. Like it's, it's written very much like Britney. Very much so. What date was it sent again? Like, because I wonder when I was thinking. at lunch with my lawyers. Were January you tweaking 30th. when it happened? I like, saw Britney Spears messaged me and I was like, I hope this is not bad. Yeah, because I mean, I'm sure it, like it you know, made your stomach like, think. Like, I was like, hope. And then when I opened it, I was like, okay. And then I was crying, and I said to my lawyers, "I'm sorry, I have to go to the restroom and just recollect myself because it was so healing for me as a, it was like a big childhood wound that, um, you know, you think you heal and you do in your own ways through therapy or through many different ways, but then when the person actually apologizes to you, oh, it's, it's so huge. healing. That's it's next major. level. And I'm glad she read your message too because like she gets like so much shit. So at least she saw what you said back, and like you kind of have that closure, which I think is really beautiful. I think so too. And for her to mention my daughter was very kind of her. That is so sweet. I mean, you're an amazing mother. Thank so. you very much. I appreciate that. I love Nova. Let's actually switch over to like just you a little bit and like finish up on that. So yes, okay. You're a mother now i am you're a wife too i am a fucking i'm a wife and so um <laughs> but i didn't take his last name how like so your daughter's like how old is she like 19 months 19 today months. so what is that so she is like almost two years okay so in the past two years or so like how do you think having a daughter is like shaped just like even everything your mindset of like your work and your the milo shit like everything it's just completely like she inspires me, number one. I would say my daughter is my biggest inspiration. Um, also my biggest strength. Um, yeah. I didn't think I was able to come forward about the stuff about Milos until I gave birth. First of all, I had a home birth. So just to let people know. Out there, wow. I had a home birth. Um, no medication. It was the height of COVID. Was that COVID. At your apartment or was that like his parents? It was, yeah, it was a what? house. I, I oh. we, had, we have a house, like, but it was across the way from the other house you went to. Okay. And so they're all like standalone homes. Okay. And I had a midwife. I had the LA do. I had a doula who was incredible, oh. um, and it was very special, very intimate. Um, it was twelve was hours it painful long, as fuck? and it was the most pain I've ever experienced. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> Sounds horrible, Loki. So you didn't have like an epidural or anything like that, right? None. Which I heard that like blocks the like hormones that come the next Correct. day or something. No, so, it does. So did you feel amazing the next day? And I did. Or did I you was have like euphoric. I I didn't. I didn't have postpartum, but what like I did have was 
what am I going to do for my daughter? First of all, she might not identify as my daughter when she gets older, which is totally fine. So I say that, like, I, I sometimes call, no, I say they, them, she, I kind of mix it up with Nova so mm-hmm. that she can eventually decide on her own what she feels comfortable, you know, wanting to be. Um, but after having Nova, the first thing that really was clouding my mind was, wow, there's so many things I haven't said about what happened to me. And also I haven't even taken proper time to understand um, where, how, if Nova starts asking me this when she's older, how am I going to answer these questions? How am I going to answer what it's like to be a woman, Mm -hmm. you know, or a girl? Um, What have I learned? What do I not? Those things started. You've learned so much. You've done so much. Like your definition of a woman is like amazing. (laughs) It's like it's so powerful. (laughs) It's not demeaning at all. Thank you. I think that even speaks to her name. Like Nova. Yeah. Nova. So Nova means new. Uh, Her first name means new, um, which I wanted her to have like, it felt like just newness. Mm -hmm. And I wanted her to feel that newness um mm-hmm. always so even when she's like 80 years old she's like i'm new you yeah know? um and so nova i knew from the very beginning like i knew a couple years before i had nova that i wanted to name her nova okay i love that um when i was in iceland filming metanoia the cellular connection is called nova so oh. while i was filming metanoia it would always pop up on my phone yeah nova do you want to connect to Nova? And I was like, I want to connect to Nova. <laughs> yeah. And so that really kind of inspired me for Nova. Um, and then Vespertine. Is her last name. Is her last name. So mm-hmm. I didn't want to do a patriarchal last name where last Explain names, what that means. Okay, yeah. so a last name is usually usually comes from the male. So it's the husband and then even, I know, sorry, I'm but. I'm over it. No, like destroy <laughs> us, please. End so us. So basically, so even my mom, her last name is Nicholas, but it comes from her dad. Mm-hmm. And then her mom took Nicholas. That's why it's mm-hmm. called like maiden name. When you hear maiden name, even though the maiden name is from her, that girl's father. Yeah. So no matter what, the female's lineage is cut off. It's lost. Um, and that was something that really upset me because it's kind of gross. It's like we should be able to have our lineage just yeah. like a male is able to have their lineage. Women should be able to have their lineage. And really where the last name crossover came from was ownership. So men mm-hmm. used to literally own women. And so they owned property, which was their wife and also their children. So they had to take their last name. Um, and that was something that felt so archaic and old and you know and so when I had Nova I told my husband yeah. who's my boyfriend at the time still it's like I don't really want Nova to have my last name either because that comes from a male yeah. so I want to give Nova a name that comes from me that's for her to have her n- new beginning and to make her own lineage yeah. from that name that's strictly hers and no one else's you yeah. know and so Vespertine couple things number one it's one of my favorite albums of Bjork Oh. Um, is Vespertine. I just listening to her today. She's amazing. Yeah. And she's one of my favorite artists and her album Vespertine I love. And Vespertine means anything that blooms in the dark. And so I wanted to teach Nova that even when you're going through hard, dark times, you can still bloom. Okay. And I so I wanted her name to actually reflect who she was. Well, our name also really defines totally. it. So the fact that you, like, you've thought so deeply about that, it's like magical. I love Thank that. you. 
I was like, I, I wish someone kind of did that for me. You was know? it easy to like, so when it comes to like doing a different last name, do you just like sign the birth certificate that way? Correct. You don't have to like do any like legal like loop. And she like, has a middle name too, Tima, um, which means honor. So oh. to remember, I want her to remember honor and you have to gain honor. You have to actually do something to get honor. So when I signed it, it's a little bit of a tricky situation. You still have to bring your ID sometimes to travel in case somebody doesn't think it's your kid. Oh, interesting. There is that old school archaic, you know, the passport guy even once was like, why is her name Vespertine? You know, and you're like, douche. You're like, do you want to hear you the You want to hear the whole hear story? The yeah, totally. Okay. Like, all like, right, let's sit down. Yeah. <laughs> Here we go. Do it's it. the patriarchy. No, um, so you have to do that. But other than that, there's no problem. Mm-hmm. But... And it fits her perfectly. And Nova Vespertine is such a beautiful name well, together. She's, she's a beautiful she's girl. Thank you. Like, she's amazing. She's so smart. And she got her shots today. And it was like, to watch her get her first shots, it was like, welcome to the world of pain. <laughs> like, yeah. you see her realize. Was she really crying and everything? Oh, oh screaming. I'm sure. I it was so, too. me too. And I was oh. like, oh my God. But I wanted to show her like braveness. So I was like, Nova, you know, like. You're yeah. good. And like hugging her, but I'm like, you're good. Um, because I remember when I got shots when I was younger, my mom would be like, Oh my god, like so horrified. So it would yeah, freak me out more. So you're just like totally. So I was trying, trying to be like comforting mindset. and calm. Yeah. Yeah. But um, no, I'm I'm so thankful to have you here. And she's got what do you, you you call your um husband Miko, right? Miko, Miko. yeah. Yeah, because Michael and I've been with too many terrible Michaels. Girl, I'm over I'm Michael too, so I'm over there. <laughs> like, let's <laughs> rename us. Yeah, I'm Sloan. So I'm slow um, now. Miko, I've met him, he's a really nice guy, he's yes. so sweet. And I like I just love that you're like very much like equal parts and like or um, maybe and we're creating together again, yeah. which is so great. Not a baby, yeah. Um, but I'm making my first feature film. Oh. Um, and so that's gonna be that's so magical been, doing that together and stuff. Yes, we did Metanoia together, yeah. and then now we're branching off. To Where that. do you put these things? Just on YouTube? Um, well, no, this will be a feature. So hopefully, like we'll get into festivals, and it will be like actually wow. an actual full length film. Um, we probably have more connections to me, but if you need me, like anyone, like I'll help you grow. Like because I put like, you in there. <laughs> like I'm in the new world, so I'm like you probably have some old school connections, but I got some new people. Maybe. Oh my god, you're amazing! I, would love to I see love that. you. Like yeah, that's something. That's really what I'm kind of going for now is making something that's meaningful for me specifically and not going into the mainstream of we are trying to unleash like the <laughs> horrible parts of hollywood and i'm yeah. i'm trying to get out of that yeah. and make something into the new indie stuff the, yeah, the indie, not like juno though not like that movie's hilarious but like not like that but no um no more kids for now no more kids for right the second. I think maybe after I make this feature film and film it, mm-hmm. um, which we're going to f- probably film it next year in Hungary and Berlin. Um, oh, after God. that, once that's finished, I'll be like, okay. That'd be sweet. Mm, but right now I, I can't focus on this and it's Yeah, hard. and then the legal stuff, like we talked about on the first much. episode. It's a lot. You're, it, going, I'm you're like, doing so much. I, don't even I can't know. believe you're like here right now, too. girl. Yeah. I'm like surprised that you even like, made it out here. Like, thank me you. Me too. Thank you for having me, though. Oh, really thank you love so much. You. I guess we'll we'll wrap up here. We'll but I do up. I do love being around you. I love just love like hearing too. from you. You're a very powerful and strong woman. You're thank so you inspiring, so and there's just so much to learn from you. Like if we like a third episode, I'm like we could keep going and going because there's there's just a lot of layers to you, and I think that's really like thank you powerful, and you've got a lot of stories and like lessons to share and for other people to learn from, and like thank you. That's I think that's why like you're a role model to so many people and like why people pay attention to you because they click with you, they relate to you and that you inspire people. So thank you for thank everything you. you've done. Thank you. I love you so much. I really appreciate being here. <laughs> love you too, Alexa. And leave Amber Heard alone. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> if you didn't see the first one. 
<laughs> like clip this part. <laughs> if you guys have not seen the first episode, definitely go and check it out. But thank you so much, Alexa, thank for you, joining me you. today. You're so sweet, so beautiful, and what a kind soul. Thank you. Go and check out her work. And like, like you heard, there's going to be a feature film coming out soon. So definitely go and keep up with that. And I'll see you guys in a new episode soon. Bye, guys. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live.